Welcome back to another episode of The Curate Podcast. My name is Kyrie Malik, and welcome, welcome if this is your first time, welcome if you are a recurring listener, (laughs) welcome. I'm laughing because I I know and I'm sure I have maybe two, Um, but I love you. This is episode number 14, and it is still week 14. I'm pressing hard to, I say this every week, to keep the amount of weeks that this has been going and the number of episodes synonymous. Um, So I'm doing well in that department, and I'm doing well in general. I just came back from a, what? turned out to be a pretty long bike ride to um, uh, the not-so-local Target. (laughs) Baltimore local, but not local in terms of my community. I had to go to another section of Baltimore to get to this particular Target. Um, But we made it happen. I needed an iron, and I don't have a car, so my bike is my main mode of transport. And yeah, this target just happened to be a bit further than I thought. Um, no one keeps their an accurate measure of their stock online. Uh, I found that out this morning too by going to CVS after they said that they had irons but low stock, and I thought maybe I could get the last one, but um, I was informed that. Uh, you know, they don't do a very good job of keeping uh, accurate tabs on what's online, which hopefully they'll begin doing that. But that's besides the point. Um, I have an iron now. Um, yeah, no more wrinkly clothes. I felt very adult. The iron that I had prior, this is so much about this iron. The iron that I had prior was, it lasted for quite a while. It, it, it looks it is an industrial heavy duty 1800s ass iron um probably made out of iron like it is straight up like it's an iron it's an iron to the core um (laughs) but it leaks all the time so we had to stop that um and and get what we needed and we did that today so i'm happy i'm happy about it Small accomplishments, small, small joys. You find them where you can and you celebrate them in these dark and perilous times that we are living in, in this year, 2020. Um, Things are still wild, as everyone's well aware. Uh, Still more police killings, Um, killings at the hands, murders at the hands of police. Even though all this fuck shit is going on, my thing has always been, I'm just like, if I were a police officer, I would be doing everything in my power to not be involved in the next, you know, or not not involved in the next because that implies just a never-ending thing, but involved in a 
killing. You know, I don't want to be that guy. You know, you would think that that these officers are doing everything that they can to de-escalate things. And from what I heard, this latest thing, I believe out of Atlanta, um, I probably should have looked this up before talking about it, but I'm just... Um, my friend brought it up on Sunday, and as in yesterday, <laughs> and um, I'm thinking about headlines that I've seen, but it came out of Atlanta, and the guy's in a drive-thru sleeping or something, and eventually got out of the drive-thru, you know, like, wasn't that the whole reason why they called, why the police were called, because he was maybe blocking the, the thing and sleeping or whatever, and, and you come, and he's out, okay, like, I... My friend was showing me a video, I guess, prior to them killing him, shooting him, um, where they're just talking, that kind of thing. Like, that was a moment. It's in that very pivotal moment that you could have decided to just walk away and say, okay, we've come for what we call, what we were called for. It's resolved. Let's go. Now look. It's really as if it's intentional now. I don't see how you can be an officer operating in the world and not be mindful and be cognizant of not wanting to be that guy, not wanting to be that next officer who's associated with the killing of a unarmed black man or black woman. It's just, it it is just maniacal to me. I just, I just can't imagine being in a role where I'm already looked at by the public in this in this negative light. I'm going to do everything that I can to to absolve my, you know, do my darndest to to be a stand up guy in my field. You know, do my best to to um, just show that the workers in my particular field care and, and are doing there are some of us doing good work. But no, it's like everyone wants to be affiliated with the next hashtag, you know, which is oftentimes what what the lives of these people are reduced to. Hashtags and, and, and just being remembered as someone killed at the hands of a police officer. I I really don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. Juneteenth is coming up. Lots of folks seem to be celebrating that this 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 year. Rightfully so. Um, this time is just is just so divine. It's no time like this. People just have so much time on their hands and are really getting crafty and creative, and I love it. Because we have the time to do so, to think about what it is that we want to do, where, what directions we want to go in. And like, it's such a beautiful time. And the fact that this liberation movement is, is, is birthed out of this, this time, it sucks the circumstances that, that, that caused it. But... I don't know what else would have sparked it. That coupled with, again, just the, the fact that folks have time. I don't know what what else, what other time would be for this. You know, what, what better time than now? You know, I feel like that's part of the push also to get folks back to work. It's not solely just about the economy. It's also we need to busy people back up again. We need to busy these people up again so that they're not so focused on what's going on. Because that's in part what that's about anyway, beyond the economy, just keeping people busy, keeping people occupied with things that don't really fucking matter or that, you know, they personally don't really care about anyway. To distract from from the real goals, from real potential, from real aspirations, and the fulfillment of them. America don't want that. They want to keep us in these bullshit ass jobs that don't do half of what is is what of what these people out here in these streets are doing. You know, that don't do what I'm doing right now. The fulfillment of something 
that I felt called to do this podcast. This came out of that time, out of this time. I have the time. I'm still going to make the time, you know, once because things are slowly creeping back in. I'm going to work now Tuesdays and Thursdays from eight to twelve. Holla. It's like, don't come to my job. Um, <laughs> um, which I can deal with for now. Um, I have expressed my concerns about coming into work, uh, especially given the fact that this teleworking has been working so well for me personally. I don't. I feel that uh, it's just an added, um, added uh, element of stress and and unnecessary risk by me getting on the bus, which I'm not going to. Weather permitting, I will be biking in every day that, you know, that I'm called to come in. Um, Tuesday and Thursday, 8 to 12, is, is definitely doable. Um, yeah. So, I love what I'm seeing. Still being very intentional about self-care throughout this time. Reading, arming myself with information. Um... Because we're having a lot of conversations now that that require a deeper level of understanding that I didn't necessarily have prior to. I mean, I had, but again, because these conversations are more prevalent, I need to be armed and equipped with with knowledge and information and 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 verbiage and and you know to be able to have fruitful discussions that hopefully um, inspire change, inspire action, you know. So let's all keep up our work, keep up our work, our individual work that fuels the collective. Some way, somehow, this, this little podcast here is, is, is doing its part. I, I trust and believe that. Um, and just me showing up every week and um, talking my shit and um, you know I, 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 I feel this is this is this is part of my work I don't know all the, the ins and outs of, of it or, or, or what or what this is to become or what but you know I just gotta keep coming keep doing what I'm called to do beyond the podcast you know, in all realms and facets of my life, paying attention to the calls, the calls on my spirit. So that is where I will leave that is in terms of this intro. And uh, we'll move into a wisdom of the week. Um, yeah, let's just move into it. Das brincadeiras do passado Corteja meu cercado E em dia feriado Viva o cordão azul e encarnado Eu sei Serei feliz de novo Meu povo, deixa eu chorar This week's wisdom um, was created. I took words from another text and made it applicable to interpersonal relationships. The text that I um, took from is a text about uh, pedagogy. Um, teaching methodologies, that sort of thing. I wish I could find... I don't have the, the person off uh, you know, on hand to uh, cite the reading from, but 
what I took from the reading again, and it's it's pedagogy talking about teaching methodology and that sort of thing. I took I took something from that and and put it in terms of uh, interpersonal relations. What I took from was it's crucial that what happens when um, we teach. Uh, it's cru- what crucial that what happens when we teach is that it's of the same value as time spent alone. Now, um, what I turned that into was it is crucial what happens when time is spent alone, spent with others. Uh, I can't even read my damn handwriting. It is crucial what happens when time is spent with others that that it is of the same value or greater than that than time spent alone. It is crucial <laughs> bear with me. It is crucial what happens when time is spent with others that it is of the same or greater value than time spent alone. I'll read it again. It is crucial what happens when time is spent with others that it is of the same value or greater than time spent alone. Now, this comes off the heels of quite a few conversations that I've had with folks, friends, um, over the past few days, entertaining people that drag them down, that don't bring much value and they're stressing out over, like, why is this not working? Whatever, whatever. Like, why, you know, you want people in your life, even those sometimes who aren't the best for us or who may be toxic in some ways or it just brings stress. And we don't know why. And we leave them feeling depleted oftentimes or, like, whatever energy they bring it's just depleting in nature. And then you get by yourself and it's like, whew, Lord, <laughs> I feel so much better. You know, I think it's just about getting clear about, you know, never sacrificing your sanity, never sacrificing your peace for the sake of not being alone. Sometimes we want company so bad. Sometimes we want to share space so bad that we're willing to just do it with any and everyone. Or the first person who calls, even if that person gets on your goddamn nerves. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Reassess. Think about how that person, what is that person when they come? What are they going to bring? with them based on the past, based on history. And can I deal with that right now? Is that what I need? Is that what I want? And for yourself too, you know, check yourself before coming into spaces. Am I good? Am I able to, 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 to hold space for whatever it is that I'm entering into? You know, so I think that all of this goes back to self-care, and I think that is particularly important during this time where folks are having really heavy discussions about, you know, politics and the, the usual fucked up nature of them. And sometimes you don't want to talk about that. My friend Medina, she's like, <laughs> we. I have to get her on. We have to do this together at some point. Um, she'll make it pop. But um, when George Floyd was murdered, she was saying how she could not have conversations with people because she's like, if they're not coming at me with the right tone or the right, if everything is not aligned, basically, if all manner of how they're bringing this conversation um, into the sphere is not 
as it should be according to her, then she can't do it. <laughs> so she just rather not. And I get that. I get that. I get that. That's what your friends are for. That's what your close folks are for. You know, folks who you can depend on. They're having the same level of intensity or non-intensity or ideas or whatever that, you know, oftentimes will coincide with yours and, and you're able to have discussions that feel fruitful and... You know, and that's not to say that folks coming in with differing opinions or whatever is not fruitful, but she knows what she she knows what she needs. She has assessed what she needs and she's acting on that and not allowing anything more or less than that into the space, her space. So I extend that to whoever's listening now and also to myself to continue to practice that. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to go into, um, the continuation of this introspection series and let's, let's do it. Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. this whole time thinking I'm recording okay uh yes we are now into the ailment where we are now going to continue on with this self-introspection series for anyone who is just tuning in this week um we have been doing a 50 uh embarking down 50 journaling questions um, to ask yourself for ultimate self-reflection um, out of a uh, out, uh, this came out of the identification of the fact that I during this time have been spending a lot of time by myself but not necessarily with myself so I said what can I do um, you know to kind of get in tuned so um, that's when I found these questions and decided to use this space to embark on the answering of them and encourage folks to do the same. Um, there are different categories. This week's category is daily activities. Last week we did uh, your career in education. So daily activities section consists of seven questions. And this is the... Uh, next week will be the last of this series. Um, so there's seven. I'm going to do three minutes for each. And we'll dive into the first. So the first question asks, what's your favorite self-care activity? My favorite self-care activity, hands down, is riding my bike. I love riding my bike. I do it all the time. It gets me from point A to point B. It gets me from point A to aimless riding wherever life takes me B. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll ride until the sun goes down like I love riding my bike I I tell people I transform I do my Sasha Fierce um, on my bike I mean I literally am a different person you can't tell me nothing it was with my music going to mm. can't tell me nothing no team um, so that is definitely self-care activity Number one, that is my favorite. Um, do I have another self-care activity that I really enjoy? Uh, 
Yeah, I'd say everything that I do in terms of self-care, like, uh, it is really about exercise and physical activity and, like, the exertion of energy. Um, Before my bike became a thing, I was uh, running all the time. And, you know, I haven't run maybe, hmm, wow, maybe one or two months, really, just pretty odd because up before that point I was running literally like every day uh or at least three times a week and um when my knees is really getting to my knees so I was like let me find a lower impact activity and biking is perfect for that so um yeah I'll just leave it there um that's that's probably my favorite self-care activity and that is what the question asked (laughs) all right so moving on Let me turn on the brightness of my display. No auto lock, never. Okay. Question number two. Ah! Sorry. My phone just slid down. Okay. Question number two. One day... When this podcast is popping the fuck off, all these little mishaps are going to be great sound bites for um, social media. Uh, okay, number two. First was, what is your favorite self-care activity to that? Number two, how does minimalism play a role in your life? Um, minimalism for me, I think that I was just having this conversation this morning, uh, with a friend of mine who was talking all about, you know, um, imagine making more money, um, and how an, uh, a bump, uh, like a $50,000 increase in your salary, like imagine how different things could be or like, you know, just like, yeah, your possibilities open up like with more money. Um, and one thing I noted that no matter how much money I make, if I got a $50,000 raise tomorrow, I would buy a tiny home. I live in a studio now, and I think that this time in my life has really taught me that for as long as it is just me, I don't need a lot of space. Um, I, I enjoy this 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 studio is perfect. If I could buy it and like have this as a condo, I would and keep this place. Like this place is is the perfect little nook in the city. Only thing um only demands I have of my next place is I want a room off of the main living area. I would like some little some space for entertainment and that sort of thing because I when I do have people over, I like I like that and I want room for that. Um, a little larger outdoor space, like an outdoor patio situation. I'd love to be elevated. Um, my my apartment doesn't sit on the ground, but it is like one step above the ground. Um, so I would like to be a little higher up and out of out of view, out of reach. <laughs> um, and my floor to ceiling windows. My uh, interior design friend has me knowing that that is what is what's what it's all about i have a floor to ceiling window in my apartment um and so i i know the beauty of it and i need it i'm gonna need that i'm gonna need that yeah so those things um that's how minimalism has played into my life i'm just realizing how little space i really truly need and um yeah. I don't think of anything else. Minimalism in terms of expenses. I'm very realistic about what it is that I need, like a car. I would like a car, but uh I don't need it. I don't need it. You know, I just know that it's I just see a car as just another expense right now. Um, right now, you know. So yeah. All right, number three, how do you practice mindfulness? 
I practice mindfulness throughout the day. Um, when I get up in the morning, it's funny how my mind it just jumps into just jumps into gear. I swear, I really have to be intentional about slowing down in the morning and not like you know controlling the forces of my mind <laughs> and not letting it take me down a rabbit hole of like what I need to do. Um, the ways in which the world is fucked up, all of these like kind of negative things and like just like whirlwind type things that can just really sweep me up. I have to get out of that very intentionally. Um, so the first thing I try to do in the morning is to thank God. I just say thank you, God. You know, before I grab my phone, before anything, just like thank you, God. Make my bed. Just really slow movements, slow meditative movements. I cut on, you know, um, my, my, my boiler plate to boil some water for my coffee. I make my oatmeal. These routines, little routines and practices and things that I think really have a way of um, bringing me into the present um, and just, again, being very intentional about being slow in the morning. And giving myself time to do so um, is very important to me. Meditating, I need to get back into it. Um, I realize how when you get out of meditation practice, uh, how hard it is kind of jumping back in. I was doing pretty well to a point semi-recently of, you know, the regular practice in the morning of getting up and meditating. But... um, yeah, and just throughout my day as I'm on my bike, whatever I'm doing, like being very sure-footed, literally taking life step by step and feeling the ground under me as I'm walking, you know, sometimes it slows me down too because I walk very fast. <laughs> um, I realize I am a big ball of energy. I like so much more than I think I um realize it comes out in my physical um people are always saying slow down slow down and you know as literally as i'm walking like you know but using everyday practices as an opportunity you know for for meditation like i said just being very sure-footed in my in my steps and deliberate um in my attention to my life and what's going on around me and you know, what's happening in this moment. So I'm giving full on three minutes for each of these questions. Number four, how often do you practice self-care? I do my darndest to practice self-care every day. Self-care looks different. Um, It it shows itself in different ways for me. This is self-care right now. Um, albeit, you know, um, an extension of what I feel to be my work. Um, This expression is self-care. This this slowing down and just assessing and talking and, and, you know, is is very much uh, self-care for me and uninterruptedly so. I'm not talking to a friend. I'm talking, this is my space. This is my little creation. Um, And so it's nice to be able to have this space where I'm able to just talk and just release um, and to deal with questions like this that are um, introspective. Um, So, okay, answer the question. Uh, I think I did. I said every day. Every day, but it shows up in different ways. How does it show up? Um, again, it could be on my bike. It could be taking time to watch a TV show. It could be writing. Um, again, even my work, I, I look at it from a self-care perspective. Reading, I, I feel to be my work, the, especially given the nature of the types of reading that I've been doing. I feel it my work and that, you know, I need to be equipped with um, certain certain pieces of information and, and certain certain language and certain people and you know I I need to know I need to be in the know um in order to better better the fight better you know 
better be able to uh, maneuver this this current landscape. Um, so all of that is self-care. Uh, talking to friends. Uh, I said writing, singing, um, cooking a meal for myself. That's another another very meditative thing for me, just... You know, maybe having a glass of wine and preparing a nice meal. Um, And the preparation, the doing of it is very meditative. It can be. um, Yeah, so every day, time for self-care. Number five, how productive are you? Hmm. That's a weird question. Um, I'm productive enough. (laughs) I meet the demands of productivity for the things that I want and need to do. Um, Like right now, I am and have been looking for a new job. Uh, So I meet the level of productivity required of that particular task. This morning in particular, um, been up since about a little after nine, um, you know, sending out applications, sending out resumes. This weekend, spending time, which is very unlike me, um, spending time tweaking my resume and and getting... um, uh, collecting the resumes of others around me and, and utilizing their resumes to, to, to strengthen mine, writing these cover letters, you know, all of that takes a lot of effort, a little too much effort if you ask me, because only oftentimes to get a rejection. <sighs> but I'm not speaking that over this uh, particular set of uh, applications. Something is going to come through. Um, something in my field, something... Um, that is fulfilling and um, feels like self-care. Feels like self-care in that um, the work that I am doing is helping someone else. So that's the goal. Uh, Yeah. Do you plan your day the night before? Yes, I do. Well, I wasn't expecting that question. I do. Um... Particularly if there are things that, you know, if there are, are goals that I have or, you know, I'm embarking on or something that I want to see. Yeah, for the next, the, the night before, I oftentimes will write out things to do, a list of things to do. I'm a list person. Um, things to do, you know, that will um, advance whatever cause. Um, I am championing, champ, championing at uh, any particular moment. So, yes. Uh, And number seven. What benefits do you get from self-care? This is the last question. What benefits do you get from self-care? Physically, I'm healthier. I'm stronger. I mentioned I'm on my bike. So, you know, I'm, I'm moving those legs. My legs are... Bow! I'm like out here breaking necks. Um, <laughs> um, I just feel lighter. I feel lighter. I feel happier. I feel more at ease. I feel less anxiety. Um, I'm, I don't know if I've talked about this on here, but in the mornings in particular, I will feel, I've been feeling this in my gut, this like anxious feeling. And I don't, I can't quite pinpoint it. It's not about anything in particular. Um, the way I've put it to friends when I describe it, it's the same feeling as if you drank too much coffee and you're just feeling a bit anxious in your stomach. Um, it's that feeling, but without too much coffee. Yeah, I will have had coffee, but it's not induced by that. I know that it's it's not that. Coffee doesn't affect me like that at this point. Um, But it is that same feeling. Um, And I think I attribute it just to the state of affairs right now, just the state of things. I think that I'm feeling the collective feeling, the feeling of the collective. You can't help but feel it if you're a person that is in tuned to his or her surroundings, to his or her, you know, 
society and, and actually cares about it, you know, um, and, and, and wants to affect change and, you know, sometimes feels small in the large nature of it all um, because it is all beyond me. It's the things we're dealing with now are centuries on centuries on centuries on centuries on centuries in the making. And it's the dismantling of it that has been centuries on centuries on centuries in the doing, you know. So, yeah, um, those self-care activities oftentimes leave me just feeling better um, and lighter and, you know, like I've made an impact depending on the, the, the particular self-care activity. Um, because, again, my self-care also is, uh, seeks to aid in the, pro in the progress and evolution of others as well. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, makes me feel a part of the whole, a part of the collective as well. Yep. Wow, that was good. That was really good. That felt really good to do. Uh, I feel like this is the one that requires, I, usually I'm not going through the full uh, time cycle that I'll set for myself um, with each of these questions, but this this particular one I did, I, I think um, maybe that's a reflection of my day-to-day. -day. I, I, I think I've said this before on here. I, I love how I spend my time, you know. I, I spend my time on activities um, deemed fruitful, by my internal, like, feeling about them. And, like, again, my, my, my feeling called and compelled to do certain things. Um, those things, those, those things that I'm called to do, I, I feel really good in doing them because of that calling, because of that feeling of, of, of duty, you know, um, so yeah, I'm speaking over this podcast that, um, in my doing of it, that I wasn't called here for no reason that it's called, I've been called to, to do this and, and to bring perspectives that are unique to me and, and that can inspire and enlighten someone else, you know, um, as that is the goal. That is the goal in all that we do, um, to be happy at the end of the day, um, to create a better world, and to inspire and push someone else, be the catalyst for, for, for action and change in someone else's life. Um, so, yeah, speaking that over the podcast, on the podcast. <laughs> I hope this has been beautiful for you. Um, I just want to keep making beautiful things in the world. And I will. I will. And I am. And being beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to close out now. so much for listening to another week of the Curate Podcast, episode number 14, for your ass, Todd. Um, <laughs> lots of Atlanta housewife watching. 
um, over here uh, to a point because in my self-care, I realize my inner voice is, is very strong. I be knowing, I be knowing about me and like surroundings and just, uh, just try to be very in tune to what needs to happen next. I know when I got to cut that shit off. Because I know it when my brain begins to get scattered and 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 gossipy, and I mean gossipy about myself. When I get to, to questioning and doing like a lot of like mental acrobatics unnecessarily, you know, in a detrimental way, I'm like, okay, what have I what have I been inviting into my space? that resembles this and oftentimes it is that like that will oftentimes be the only point the only point of of uh entertainment you know that i can that i can pinpoint that says okay this probably has a lot to do with your internal right now so cut that off and let's put on something else um i mentioned bob ross has been wonderful um for his 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 painting show it's just so therapeutic to listen to and to watch it reminds me of the curate podcast in that he is not doing a lot he is not trying to trying to entertain you um he is simply painting giving us technique um guiding us along in the process if anyone wants to join him and if you're just watching, it is just so therapeutic to to listen to this man and watch him, you know, apply his strokes upon the canvas. It's just so wonderful. So if you're looking for sleepy time, um, TV is good for that as well. But also if you're in the middle of your day and you just need a little something to redirect your focus and maybe... Slow you down a bit. Slow your thoughts down. Bob Ross is your guy. Um, wow, did I just relate my, my podcast to a sleepy time show? I sure did. But hey, you got to know your lane. Hmm. Not to say this is a sleepy time podcast. Although, I have to admit, one of these times I was editing and I was getting a little sleepy. Um, <laughs> like... We gotta spruce this up But, uh, you know Keeping energy uh, as high as I can And um, Not trying to be anyone else I'm just doing me um, And the people will come So The people, the opportunities uh, Whatever, 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 whatever Will come As long as I am staying true to thyself And doing what I know to be true for me Um and for the advancement of colored people all over the world, um, then I'm going to be all right. With that, I am going to sign off. I love you. I thank you. Um, rate and subscribe. Holla at me. Curate pod. Cure.8. It's in the description box. Um, that's the email that I'm trying to remember. Um... Yeah. All right. I love you. Be blessed. Have a blessed week. And I will talk to you next week. Mwah. Bye bye.
Standing 